0: Welcome to podcast at Boatwright. I am Lucretia McCulley, Head of Scholarly Communications at Boatwright Library. Our author today is Dr. Karen Kokel, Assistant Professor of Psychology. Her research interests span multiple domains of childhood and adolescent social development and emphasize the interplay between peer relationships, psychological adaptation, and gender as it applies to adjustment in school. Dr. Kugel is the guest editor and author of a special issue in the Journal of Applied Developmental Psychology. The issue's theme is, Applying Symptoms-Driven Models of Depression to the Investigation of Peer Relationship Adversity, Mediating and Moderating Mechanisms. Karen, thank you for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: So, to start off our conversation. What inspired you to edit a special issue on this particular topic? As
1: an undergraduate at the University of Richmond, I became generally interested in the topic of peer relations, and then I went off to Arizona State University uh, for graduate school and dove into the literature and was really struck by the many significant ways that children are impacted by bullying um, and especially in terms of their psychological functioning. So it also became evident that as a field we know a lot more about the adverse consequences associated with bullying as opposed to the predictors. And so a few years later, in 2012, I conducted a study with some colleagues where we investigated the premise that depression is not only a consequence or outcome associated with bullying, um, but it may also be a predictor. And in fact, we found evidence to suggest that depression is a significant risk factor for bullying, um, and to a greater extent than vice versa. So... Since the publication of that article, several other papers have emerged that provide consistent evidence with what we're calling a symptoms-driven model, or the idea that depression makes contributions to bullying. It places children at risk for bullying. Um, And now that that link is well-established, something we really need to learn more about is... What are the mediating factors? Um, In other words, what are the processes underlying this link between depression and bullying? What explains the link? Um, And moderators, so for whom does this link exist? Um, And how? what are some factors that might mitigate or alter this link between depression and bullying? And so the special issue was really um, an effort to shed some light on those gaps in the literature.
0: Thank you. Well, that's fascinating research. Thank you. Well, how did this special issue advance your understanding of links between children's depression and their peer relationships?
1: Well, we had some really outstanding contributions to this special issue and taken together I think that there were really four main ways in which this issue advanced our understanding of uh, depression as a risk factor for negative peer relationships or peer adversities. Um, One is that It's not only that depression contributes to bullying or peer victimization, but depression creates all types of relationship disturbances. So, for example, unpopularity or peer rejection, disliking among the peer group. Um, We also discovered that there that this association between depression and negative peer relationships is developmentally dependent. So there are certain ten times um, that this association is uh, particularly pronounced, for example, during periods of transition. So that from uh, elementary school to middle school and also from middle school to high school, for example. We, um, Something else that we discovered is that the association between depression and negative peer relationships holds across a range of contexts. And so this is um, something that occurs within the school context, but also within gang-impacted urban neighborhoods and on social media. And finally, something that the studies as a whole showed us was that there are a number of interpersonal factors such as positive peer relationships um, and participation in sports and also intrapersonal um, factors such as gender that appear to alter the linkages between depression and um, <clears throat> negative peer relationships. So, in other words, these uh, factors convey the idea that the this association holds for some kids um, with certain characteristics and some groups of people, but not others.
0: And tell us about the focus of your article that you authored in this special issue.
1: Yeah, we... Now that we have an understanding that depression is associated with a host of negative peer relationships, something that we needed to learn more about was what are some factors that might mitigate this association. So for children with or adolescents with elevated depression, um, what might protect them from Ultimately experiencing negative peer relationships. So, we investigated positive peer relationships as potential protective factors, and we did find evidence that two aspects of children's peer relations, friendship and peer acceptance, moderated the association between depression and peer victimization. And so, In other words, it shows us that children who, um, that high levels of depression predicted peer victimization only for children without a mutual best friend, but not for children with a mutual best friend. And similarly, we found that this link existed for children who were disliked by the peer group, they weren't well accepted. But for those who were well accepted by the peer group, this link didn't exist. So it appears that these protective, um, positive peer relationships serve as a buffer for these adolescents. And one possibility is that in the case of friendship, friends may serve as allies, potential defenders, and bullies don't want to attack adolescents who um, have friends who might retaliate. And another possibility is that uh, adolescents with friends uh, probably have opportunities to develop their social skills and fine-tune them, and we know that bullies are less likely
0: to target kids who are well-socialized, who have social skills. Well, thank you. And thinking more about our environment here at the University of Richmond, how do you think this special issue could be useful to the community?
1: Well, I think that it's probably the case that bullying is on most people's radar. So, whether it's that people have experienced bullying, or maybe they've witnessed it, or perhaps they've come across it in the media. Um, in fact, it was during the 1990s that um, bullying really became an important investigative agenda. And that was because it was implicated in several high profile tragedies. So the shootings at Columbine, for example. And so we've Since then, uh, bullying has often appeared in the news. And so this special issue, but also other empirical work on this topic, has the potential to tell us or to teach people who are interested more about what are the factors that place children and adolescents at risk for bullying, but also um, can help us think about evidence-based, effective ways in which we can intervene to decrease risk for bullying and also the consequences associated with bullying.
0: Okay, well, thank you. And I'm sure it could be useful to students who are doing a lot of community service work in yeah. the greater Richmond area and working with children and youth.
1: I think so, and I think um, not just for students in The lab, um, who I work with, who, well, we're conducting a research project that is um, based on this symptoms-driven model of depression, and so this special issue and other work will probably be useful to my students as they um, conceptualize and write write their theses, but also it potentially could be of interest to education students as there's an increased emphasis not just on academic learning, but social-emotional learning. So I hope that it could be helpful to some
0: people in this community. Well, thank you. And do you have any any other ideas of how undergraduate students could use this special issue for their study and research? Either here at the university or at other universities?
1: Um, I think primarily students who have interests in discovering um, more about linkages between depression and bullying. It can provide them with a nice overview of the state of the science, so what's been learned so far. And also, um, part of the special issue is include speculation or suggestions for how we might effectively intervene. So potentially students who have interest in intervention and prevention efforts. Um, And finally, students who are looking to expand our understanding of uh, peer relationships as a whole may want to check some of these articles out to get some ideas for ways that authors think that we can um, enhance our understanding of
0: this topic. Okay, thank you. And our last question, how did library services support you in writing your article? Well, the
1: library mainly provided me with really easy and instant access to Online journals and I needed many of them and I needed them not just for the writing of my article but also um, serving as editor of this issue. I needed them for um, more administrative purposes so needing to contact reviewers and um, to uh, provide me with some information about who might be good contributors. So I was very grateful to have access to such
0: a wide range of journals. I'm glad we could help you. (laughs) Well, thank you, Dr. Kokel. Please note that the Journal of Applied Developmental Psychology is available full-text online on the Boatwright Library website.